to Hops and Hot Takes. Some of you may have noticed we, t- we took a little bit of a hiatus. My co-host, Steven, where have we been? We, we are down, but we're not out, Eric. We, I was worried about you there for a second. So while we've been gone, Eric's had multiple back surgeries. He's ready, though, to win at Eastlake this year right next to Tiger because I think he's had at least three back fusions since uh, we've last done this. That was pretty much the selling point that the surgeon gave me. I actually came in there with a um, twisted ankle, and I came out with a back surgery. So I He's already I- <laughs> added 40 yards to his drive. He's hitting a great. I haven't been doing uh, near as good as Eric has. I've, I've, I've grown a beard, though. It's gotten a lot of good press. I'm thinking about keeping it for a while. And our wiffle ball league has started up. And let me tell you, Eric, your boy's gone yard multiple times. Has anyone gotten close to having a fight while playing wiffle ball? I mean, those 12-year-olds can get kind of feisty <laughs> that I've been playing against. Uh, but we've, we've, it's kept it pretty calm. We've only had a couple arguments so far. So as Steven mentioned, we're, we're back at it. We've had so many requests. We're back by popular demand. And also back by popular demand. And this is, say, a Carissa demand is that we're going to put these episodes on iTunes. As, oh, yeah. We got a new platform this season. Yeah, we got a new platform this season. Find us on iTunes. I realized that a lot of people were very annoyed having to download the SoundCloud. I was too, Eric. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Those last couple of episodes, I, I didn't even know where they were. People were annoyed having to download the SoundCloud app, or I realized a lot of people don't listen to podcasts on their desktop like they're a, <laughs> that they're a seven-year-old grandmother. So... We're going to try to be more accessible for you this upcoming season. Because who does not want to listen to more of this? (laughs) And and also also try to give you a little bit shorter episodes. But Stephen, enough about us right now. What is the beer that we're drinking tonight? Yeah, and I know one uh, complaint was we didn't drink enough beer. So, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to try to, uh, we're going to try to please the crowd. So the beer we're starting off with for the new season Monday night, and let me tell you, it's real Southern. It's called All Y'all. Oh, I love it. It's a pale ale. It's real fresh, real clean. It's real smooth. What circumstance would you drink this beer? Eric, you know what? This is the perfect beer for drinking when watching your Braves win a nice weekend series. What do you think? When I was coming out of surgery and I was in post-op, uh, <laughs> this is the first thing they this is the first thing they actually gave me. Um, they didn't give me drugs. They just said, here, have this pill L, all y'all for Monday night. This is, this is all you need to make you feel good. Yeah. So, so yeah, that and um, some Percocets really it got me through some of the rougher parts do of you, post-surgery. Do you still have some of those drugs, by the way? Uh, no comment. That could be, <laughs> that could make one episode really, really interesting if, if the crowd wants to, to hear that. That is, that is only for our um, Patreon subscribers. <laughs> Since we've been gone... Oh, yeah. We need to check in on our teams. Right. So we need to do another classic temperature check. So let's start with the one we're probably going to have the least amount to say, Atlanta Falcons. How are you feeling right now? Uh, It's really hard right now, waiting on the draft to see what they do. Not really blown away by what they've done in the offseason to address any needs. I'm hoping that the draft is where they uh, really key in on some of that, some of the help they need on uh, both sides of the line. I think the offense is – I think I like the moves, bringing in a new uh, offensive coordinator. I think the defense, if we get everybody back healthy, I think we'll still be solid. Can we get to the quarterback? Can we get that that guy on the defensive line that can really, uh, you know, make an impact? What do you think? The Falcons right now are probably the most confusing team just because you look at the team on paper and who's on the roster and you're thinking to yourself that this – the window's not closed. Matt Ryan still could be real productive – um, you look over at the Patriots, they had Tom Brady, who's older than the Ryan, and he was able to get it done. 
So you just really need all the pieces to come together. But some things in the offseason started to worry me. Uh, one of the facts is that we kept Vic Beasley on our team. It's been very unproductive. And I think that the management has more hope <laughs> than maybe mm. most Falcon fans see. So Dan hope- Quinn might go down with the ship with Vic Beasley. And that's that's something else that happened during the offseason is that they ended up letting go all of the coaching staff. Um, Quinn and Dimitrov stood alone. And if they have another bad season, then that's, that's it for him. I think I feel pretty lukewarm right now about the Falcons overall. What do you think? What do you think the Falcons have to do this upcoming season for Quinn to keep his job? I think they need to win. I would say at least nine or ten games. Wouldn't you? Is that playoffs? Could be. It should be. It should be. I mean, if they miss barely miss the playoffs, but they still win nine or ten games, it's a pretty good season. Let's move on from one of the disappointing teams to, out of nowhere, probably one of the more promising teams going forward. How are you feeling about the Hawks now that their season is starting to wrap up? I know from past episodes of Hops and Hot Takes, we were really dogging them, but where are we now? Eric, if we're playing buy, or hold right now, I'm buying. I'm all in on the Hawks. Trey Young is a superstar. He's going to be the best guard in the league by far. You've got John Collins, who is nothing but a force, and you know who's coming soon? Zion Williams. (laughs) I want to believe. Oh, yeah. No, I think – but whatever piece they do get in the draft, I think will be a nice piece for those two guys. The question is, really, who's who's the biggest star in Atlanta out of all these teams, some of these young stars that we have? We've got Acuna. We've got Trey Young, Jai Collins. We've got Joseph Martinez. He's still got the old reliable Julio and Matt Ryan. I would actually have to keep it on the Hawks. And I think that Trey Young right now has the most intrigue just because I think especially coming out of summer camp, a lot of people weren't thinking that he was going to do a great job, especially looking at Luka Doncic and the the national media was questioning, why would you make that trade down to get Trey Young when Luka started off doing so well? It's been really great for Trey to keep his head down. Um, I really look forward to kind of seeing what the next season is. We just got to draft somebody who can play defense. Well, that, uh, no one plays defense in the NBA. Let's be honest. Oh, uh, so that's fine? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We just need someone like Trey that can drop 30 a night, and we'll be fine. Moving on from the Hawks and going over to probably the most successful of the franchises in Atlanta, Atlanta United. Coming this offseason, I think everybody was pretty excited about it. How are we feeling as of right now? We have a, a small sample size Eric, this small sample size is enough sample size for me. I, this is my favorite hot take. It's over. It's it's over. The United will 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 not. I don't. I don't even think they'll make the playoffs this year. Something that is it's, very forgiving, <laughs> unlike unlike other sports, especially let's say something like NFL, where if you st- start the season one and four, two and five, or something like this, you're really putting yourself in a hole. The season is long enough in an MLS where you can still kind of get yourself out if you have a bad start. I think Seattle Sounders had that situation where they got high at the end and were able to make it. But but yes, you don't want to get down too early. And I would also be curious curious to see what happens with like fan support right now because the early returns that I've heard from people who've gone to live games say the new style under Frank DeBoer is a little... It's boring, Eric. It's boring. We don't score. We just hold the ball all day. If we ever get a one nothing, we'll win because we just play keep away. But this is so terrible to watch on TV in person. It's 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 unless they change a manager in the style, it's over. We we are we have Lamborghini Lamborghini players and 
we're I mean we're we're trying to drive down Peachtree during rush hour. We can't yeah. do it. There's nothing we can, I mean like there, you know there's nowhere to go with them. It's it's over. I'm sorry. Like it was a good run. Hopefully we can convince Tata to coach on the weekends or FaceTime in. It'll be an interesting situation to monitor going forward because I think this is Darren Eels' first maybe big problem is like when you maybe you hired somebody, maybe shouldn't be the manager. Frank's had what three jobs in how many like within a two years? Yeah, he was with Ajax. He was successful. He was with Inter Milan. Got fired after like five games with Crystal Palace. Fired after five games. So he's not coming in with a good <laughs> streak yeah, right now. There's a reason. But right now, the newest team on the block, Atlanta Braves. How are you feeling about Braves right now? Well, they've been around for a while. They're not really new. Well, the season <laughs> just started. <laughs> a lot of people are upset because they didn't really make many, many moves in the offseason. But I like the team because it's young. I think if you get that pitching in the bullpen worked out, I think they're going to be fine. I mean, look, even if they didn't – make any moves they still won 90 games last year it's not like we we got worse i think we've done enough to where we can elite we can win about 90 games again this year now is that enough to get to win the division because the division's stronger i'm not sure but it would not surprise me if they won a wild card and this is really a case of keeping up with the joneses sometimes braves didn't start off so hot they're gonna even even out they got swept by the phillies i think it caused a lot of panic early on well, there's only 157, 57 games left, right? 56 games left, so right. But when everybody, <laughs> when everybody comes into the season with a narrative, and they see Rice Hopper, they see like Real Muto on the other team, where the Phillies are opening up their pocketbook and the Braves aren't. Like when you get swept by a team like that, and especially when those players actually show out, it does make you kind of it's look tough. inward at your team and say like, well, what do we have at this point? But hopefully, they will be able to pull it together, and so we'll. I mean, it's so easy to tell. The Braves what to do when it's not your money. Right. It's both ways because if you spend four hundred million dollars on Bryce Harper and then he bats two thirty and has ten home runs for the year, you're not gonna be happy about that. You're gonna be wanting someone else. You think Rock, John Rocker, your favorite make and light, can come back? Have you still got any left, anything left in the tank? You probably could hit ninety on the radar, but it's not gonna be for strikes. <laughs> well, so is the rest of the relievers for the Braves. Netflix, HBO, did you watch while you were out? Because you were you were at home for a while. Right. Um, let's see here. There's 24 hours in a day, right? It's the last time I checked. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say 18. Wow. <laughs> wow. So you, you've perused the catalog that Netflix has to offer. When I was in the hospital, uh, there's, there's really not a whole lot to do. You can only watch Wheel of Fortune and The View so many times. <laughs> The one that's on everybody's mind right now um, is about to come back in two weeks. A lot of people have come back and checked up on it. Mm-hmm. Is Game of Thrones? No, no. Okay, way, way, way. No. What do you have? What like, do you, I don't understand. What, what do you have against draw? Game of Thrones? Go ahead. I mean, besides the nudity, what is the draw? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. Like, I want to see someone's head get chopped off. You can see that anywhere now. I don't understand. Like, and why did every episode have to be two hours? I'm sorry, my wife has gone back and she has started from season one watching this over. And I and it's so hard to watch because it's, it's slow. It's just slow. And you can't understand anybody's name. You don't know anybody's name. It takes you like, 
you know, three seasons before you figure out this girl with the dragons is the badass, and she's gonna, you know, she's gonna be the last one standing. Spoiler alerts for <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm really passionate about this because I've had to watch it a lot lately, and it hasn't gotten any better. Am I right? Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know how to follow this up. <laughs> so my defense of Game of Thrones that might make it easier for you to watch. Um, I've actually told friends in the past that the key to, to watching at the beginning is. Don't worry about everybody's name. Don't worry about trying to get all like, the small details and down into this. So try to watch it for like the big concept of the first few episodes, and then you end up kind of getting into a groove about this. Let me, let me check your temperature on this. I think I, I got you rattled a little no. bit. No. <laughs> no, because... I came in hot. I'm the, with the, with I want the you to join me on this. This is hurting my heart because I know you're missing That's fine. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm giving it so many shots. How do you feel about like Lord of the Rings or something like that? Were you oh, into yeah, it? I love like, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay. Right. It was a great... This is no know. difference. Yeah, it's like... 50 hours shorter first of all <laughs> because, because the thing Game of Thrones ends up rolling in a lot of great elements it has great action even though they don't have, they can't do it all the time more importantly I think they have good dialogue and like the politics of it are probably better than House of Cards which, and so you kind of have to look at it from those elements and then anything else that's like the action or like the magic on it off the top just cherry. This is the thing. It's like, okay, I was watching one episode two nights ago with my wife, and then I came back in the same season like eight episodes later. She told me two things, and I was already caught up. Okay. Like, nothing happened. I'm like, what? Okay, I get it. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay nothing happened. This guy got killed, whatever. The Nash- Just keep it rolling. <laughs> the Nashville problem, then, maybe, is that you kind of have to watch it episode to episode. You can't just, like, jump in and out like it's Seinfeld. I think I can. Nothing happens. You're proving that you can't. One person gets killed, and that's it. <laughs> okay, all right, Steven, you're right. I am too rattled. I need to go take a <laughs> okay, walk Okay, sorry. Let me give you my top five Netflix shows. Tell the listeners. And you can debate you me. Okay. Number one, Stranger Things. Number two, Ozarks. Fine, fine. Number three, Narcos. Fine. Yeah, it's really strong. Three. You, did you watch Narcos Mexico yet? I, mean, I haven't called that one yet. I've started it, but I haven't finished. Are you Are you going to do your typical TV watching and watch episode one, then I watch episode four, then get into no, six? No, because like, things happen in these seasons oh where like the plot <laughs> unfolds as opposed to... Game of Thrones, where they like start you out and they don't finish like this one storyline to like three season later after eighteen hours. Anyway, yeah, this could go on and on. For number four, House of Cards. Number five, Sleeper Pick, Fuller House, which is even better now because Becky is in trouble. <laughs> all right, so remember, remember all the criticism you were giving me about Game of Thrones earlier. Yeah. That's all the window now. <laughs> I don't understand. Fuller House is great. It's a guilty pleasure. You can put it on. You don't need to. It's good, wholesome fun. It kind of does take a little bit away that Becky's in jail or mm-hmm. well, might be going to jail. But uh, it's a, it's a great show. Don't tell me you didn't watch it growing up. I didn't. What? No. Really? I just I just kept it to Family Matters and that show. was it. Really? That was a good one too. All right. So let me give you one more. And this was actually a lifesaver when I was laid up in the hospital. And this is more of a sleeper pick is didn't have a lot of joy in my life during that period. But what got me through was a 30 minute Canadian comedy show <laughs> called Shit's Creek. Oh, I've heard a lot about this, but yeah. I haven't started it. So it's four seasons on Netflix. It's just 30, it's actually less than 30 minutes. It might be 21 minutes, but it's like in and out. It has mm-hmm. Eugene Levy, who a lot of y'all remember from American Pie as the dad. Uh, yeah, it's actually funny. it's actually his son in real life who's pretty good on it. He's a per- like he's the perfect dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then it's so it's pretty much some kind of like Arrested Development a little bit where it's a rich family that loses all their money. Okay. They have to move to like a small town, and it's just pretty simple. And like again, this is what episode I mean a season that you could jump in and out of. 
No problem. I got you. Yeah, so. I'll start. I'll start that one next. Yeah, I'm looking good. for a new show now that Fuller House is done. <laughs> All right, I can't do it. <laughs> Steven, is there anything you want to add on the HBO, Netflix, Showtime uh, binge, binge front? HBO best show all time, Entourage, best season, True Detective, first season, best Showtime show all time, Billions, which is in its fourth season right now, I believe. It's really good. Okay, because because you gave me so much pushback on Game of Thrones, I'm gonna give you a little pushback on Billions. Are you ready for it? Yeah. I watch Billions. I enjoy Billions. I'm caught up with Billions. Here's my issue with it. Especially after season one, I want to say it's almost like a sports team that reads too much of their press clippings of everybody loving it because the show ends up getting so much more reference heavy. And you can just tell like the creators and the writers of the show are so pleased with every reference they have in there. It's like, oh, like I'm going to go in there and make a short sell like... I'm someone off Game of Thrones or something like that. And you're like, okay, this is really kind of taking me out of the, the actual story. I like all the actors. I like it when they oh, just play yeah, it Paul straight. Paul Giamatti's awesome. Yeah. No, I like Paul Giamatti. And I still go and be like, give a metaphor or something from some like novel. And then it's it, part of his character though. And everybody's just winking at the camera being like, get it? Look how smart we are. It really takes me out of it. Sorry, I guess there's not enough nudity or blood for you. I don't need it. As, <laughs> as you said, Game of Thrones like has really uh, cut back on a lot of those elements. I don't know. They always get you the first season. Go back and watch Entourage. <laughs> so much nudity. After that, though, it's all about the story. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just pointing it out. All right. I, don't have, I, really, I really don't have anything else to we're add. We're wrapping this up? Yeah, I think we're going to wrap this up. Thank you for joining us for our Hops and yeah. Hot Takes. Welcome back, fans. It's um, going to be a wild season. Where I'm going to try to post a little more regularly. To, uh, yeah, our six listeners really want us to, <laughs> especially your mother-in-law. She was really excited about uh, yes. about the podcast. Oh, that's something else. And also also what it ended up bringing us back to the podcast, um, whether you're, if you're listening right now, you're like, oh, that was a mistake. You shouldn't have come back. <laughs> but uh, during the time off, I don't know if people are just being nice, nice to us or what, but we had a lot of people... Say, hey, where's the podcast? Well, I don't know if they're laughing I mean, us behind our back, but yeah, it's it could too late be now. right now. Well, we call their bluff. So uh, they're like, oh man, I shouldn't have said that to there. Eric, no, for real. The first time I met your mother in law a couple of weekends ago, I, I don't even know if I said my name and she knew exactly who it was. And the first thing she said was, I love the podcast. And I was like, so flattered. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. She was like, is your name Stephen Glenn for the win? And I was like, yeah, it was. And she was like, did Eric ever get a nickname? And I was like, no. Yeah, I'm well, still. We're going to have to think about it. I'm still, I'm still Eric with no nickname. Um, but you know what? Let's wrap it up right here. I think in subsequent episodes, I think we're going to kind of get more into the meat and the, the status of what's going on with some of our teams. We'll get some the good and the bad sports topics in here too. Yeah, and we'll mix it in the kind of like we did for this episode. So with that, I'm signing off. This is Eric with no nickname saying good night, Stephen. Till next time. <laughs>